life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Craving. I'm back, bitches. Uh, you know, I almost want to say, mm, want to go again? God, is there anything better than just getting fucked, laying in bed, shooting the shit, you're already naked, and you just look over and say, want to go again? <laughs> I mean, these are the things that I think. <laughs> so before we get started, I just want to take a moment to say thank you. The response from my little intro episode has truly been overwhelming and amazing for me. You know, after I pressed publish, I went to dinner with my friend, got a big old margarita, and I thought, oh, fuck, like, I'm out there, you know, the people out there are going to know that I was speaking to a school nurse with a vibrator inside of me. I mean, these, these are some wild things that I'm putting out there. But I want to say that the goal here for me is that if there's one woman out there who's going through this midlife shit, who has a lot going on and can listen to my story and think, you know what, I'm not alone and I'm going to be okay, then I feel like my goal has been met and my work here is done. No, but I mean, that is my ultimate goal, like to speak about things and to talk about things that can help maybe someone else get through their own shit. You know, I also wanted to take a moment to talk about the future of midlife craving. I'm going to get this episode out to you as fast as I can. And then starting January 1st, I'm going to start releasing episodes every other Friday. And before I forget, I have to do my little shameless plug here. If you like my show, please go and subscribe and rate it over on the Apple Podcast app. Tell your friends about Midlife Craving and let's grow this show together. This episode, I had originally planned to have a guest, but I thought, you know, I need one more episode to tell a little bit more about me and especially to define some of my situations, uh, shall I say, entanglements that I will probably refer to a lot in future episodes. I'm first going to talk about the most important in my life, and that is Prince Charming. He's also my it's complicated status right now. I actually met Prince Charming in 2003. You see, his sister is my best friend and more on that later. And God, I've got to get her on this show. Anyway, we were at a bar in Towson and she's like, hey, um, I hope you don't mind. My brother's going to stop by. And I'm like, damn, I didn't know you had a brother. So Prince Charming walks in and I immediately was just like, wow. And I was thinking that's a hot, tall tree that I would like to climb. <laughs> so... We talked, the chemistry was so there, and I just knew it was going to be on. And we were on our way home, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go say goodnight to him. So that night, we fucked all night long. Uh, it's funny because his roommates were really pissed about that. I remember the drive home thinking, oh my God, my best friend is going to kill me. Now, we did have one more little get together after that night, but it was like, listen, I'm going off to grad school. You're going to another grad school. I'll see you around. And then for the next 14 years, we kind of lived in circles around each other. I saw him at birthday parties and other events, weddings. I saw him at a funeral. <laughs> Most of the time I was dodging him and avoiding him like the plague. Like, oh my God, I fucked your brother. But we found ourselves single in 2017 and he sent me a message and said hey you want to get a drink and talk about the last 14 years and I was like hell yeah yeah I knew the moment that he walked into my house that it was over for me in fact I texted my best friend and I was like well I'm not single anymore you know 
Prince Charming is my real life happily ever after story. When I reconnected with him, I was totally in a dark place. My divorce had really taken a toll on me and Prince Charming came in and truly made me happy again. He gave me my confidence back and he 100% helped me get my groove back. He is extremely loyal to me. He loves my girl like she's his own. He is super fun, incredibly humorous, and life with him is never boring. I mean, I mean, life is really good with him. One of the funniest stories that happened with him was during the first two weeks of us dating. We went to Secrets in Ocean City, and I actually bumped into an old high school friend, which was super fun, my girl Jenny, and we had a fucking blast that night. We were partying like it was 1999. I decided to take Prince Charming into the bathroom with me and give him a little hug with my mouth. And we were getting ready to exit the crime scene. And I read the most hysterical text messages from Jenny. She is like, girl, is that you next to me? Dot, dot, dot. Oh my God. I know that's you. That's you in those gold shoes. The next text message was, Holy shit, Adrian, the peace police are outside waiting for you. So I got, we got our uh, selves together. I got my dignity in order. We left the bathroom and yes, the peace police were there and they escorted us out. It was hysterical. Prince Charming was like doing zigzags. And at one point, I think he did the Heisman. Uh, it was a hysterical night. I mean, life is just always fucking exciting with him. And then 2020 happened and, you know, just like everyone, you know, we're working on some things and going through some shit and I'm trying to put my best foot forward with him and just see where the next year takes us. You know, I'm not afraid to say that my life isn't perfect. Life is hard and I'm here to tell you relationships they're fucking harder. Sometimes people go through shit and that's okay. My love for Prince Charming is real and I'm going to see this shit through. Honestly, that's probably the extent of the situation that I'm going to explain with him because, you know, I got to have a little bit of mystery in my life. I'm putting everything else out there. So let's move on to my next character and his name is Pawn Star. <laughs> I'm not kidding when I tell you this. I met him in an AOL chat room. I mean, can I get a age, sex, location check? <laughs> God, you remember that shit? And can I tell you something else really quick? Thank God for our generation who did not grow up with cell phones in our pockets. Can you imagine the evidence, videos, photos of all the shit you did in your teenage years? Like, thank God for that. Pawn Star was my fuck buddy for many years. He was 10 years older than me and he was the one who really taught me what good sex is. Fun fact, he was the first guy to give me an orgasm. Like an actual orgasm produced by the things that he was doing to me. I mean, I'm going to have to have a whole episode about this. Can we discuss like what a clitoris is to all the men out there? I mean, I really think that we should put some dedication, some time and some effort into finding that thing. Uh, I'm, I've got to talk. I, I got to have a whole episode about that later. I swear to God. <laughs> but Pawn Star and I, we would get together every Thursday, drink beers and watch Chappelle show. Like that was our thing. Oh, and fuck all night long. The one thing I really loved about him was that I could be wide open with him. There was nothing that was off limits. And we were just, I, I guess because we weren't in a relationship, you know, we're not breaking bread. 
We also never talked outside of our little dates. So that really helped. There was, there was nothing holding us back with each other. And I love that about him. Anyway, one of the things that was really fun about him is he was just always open to something. And I'll never forget this one time I went over there. He swings the door open. He has playing cards sticking out of a pocket in his shirt. He has on like one of those green visor Las Vegas hats. And he's like, come in, we're going to play some games. And that whole night was dedicated to games, sex games, cards. I mean, it was honestly one of the funnest nights I've ever had. And that brings me to who I am today and things that I'm into. You know, he really did shape me into the sexual being that I am. So this game playing is something that has actually stayed with me. And I find myself creating sex games to play and to do fun things like that. And I Lucky you, I have taken one of my games. It's a sexual match game. I've made the cards and I uploaded them to my website. So you can head over there, midlifecraving.com and print them out, cut them up and play it with your partner. And I want to hear how you guys do with it. I want to hear stories and maybe, hey, you could spice up your life a little bit. I mean, don't knock it till you try it. I assure you it will be fun. You can think of it as a little Christmas present from me to you. Oh, and the person that you're playing with. And side note, I have never gotten past the lick my click card. That card gets me every time. It's just like, oh, wipe the cards off the bed. We're done. Let's get to it. So have fun, guys. Uh, I saved the best for last when it comes to the bedroom. And that is Mr. July. Mr. July. Mr. July was the one who set the bar for me on what great sex is. I mean, he stopped at nothing to please me. He was a giver. And oh God, aren't those just the best ones? He was up for absolutely anything. You know, this one time I remember I dressed up as a nurse and he came in totally surprised, but he got right into it. And I was like, listen, you're late for your appointment. And he said, I got a fever. <laughs> to this day, I think that was still one of the most memorable sexual experiences I've had. I Definitely remember having three incredible orgasms and it was a fucking blast. You're probably sitting there thinking like, damn, Adrian, if it was that good and he had it like that, you know, why'd you let him go? And the reason was as well because he was married. And I know what you're thinking, Adrian, you whore or you're pressing stop right now. Like I cannot believe her, but I was young and I was stupid and I learned from it. You know, also, I just want to say that we are not perfect. People make mistakes and find themselves doing dumb shit every day. I'm not going to be out there judging or chastising someone. I mean, shit happens, you know? If you can learn and grow and change from that, then kudos to you. And that's what I call growth. Another thing too, my Grammy always says to me, if you don't have an issue, that's an issue. And she's fucking right about that. So if you're some holy roller out there listening and judging me, I'd like to make you aware that not everyone is perfect. And I'm definitely not here to make it seem like I am. You know, I think I need to do a whole episode on that that whole Facebook status life because that shit is not real. I'm not a bad person. Jesus still loves me. Although I do think that sometimes I have a room down there reserved for me. <laughs> if, if I do, it's going to be room 6969. I'll see you there. I have a ton of stories uh, with them. And I just want you to know these key three players in my life that I feel like I need to give some background on. It's sort of a glossary for my sexual past. And of course, I have a lot of other partners a million crazy sex stories. So I'll be sharing all of those with you too. So you guys, I want you to go to my website, midlifecraving.com, 
download that sex match game, play it with your partner and reach out to me and let me know how it goes. I mean, I'm trying to put some spice in your life. As I wrap up this next little mini episode, I just want to remind you that I will be back on January 1st. I'm going to have my gay husband, Zach, with me and you're going to fucking love him. So Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. See you next year. You know what? God, I hate people fucking say that. Girl, bye.